We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is August 7th, it's 2019, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Eight on the early slate, five on the main slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Jordan Cooper. Blenderhead, how are you doing, my friend? Good. Who said Denelson Lamette doesn't have upside in a limited pitch count? I think that Dean was, did. That was, no, it was Gene Ever on the podcast yesterday. Oh, 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 typically it's Dean that's wrong, so I just assume it's him. Um, I don't know what happened on the shows yesterday as far as live shows. Um, I was dealing with some daughter dance stuff, but um, J- Grant said yesterday he didn't really love Lamette because his price and his limited pitch count. So, well, I mean, uh, I agreed with I agree with them. So, I mean, that, that we all get screwed in the process. Yeah, he was really cheap on Fanduel. Like, I, he was my guy on Fanduel, so I played him on Fanduel. Um, and he wasn't as high as own as I thought he was going to be, but um, on DK I ended up playing was it Anderson and uh, Wheeler. So it, the it's right Anderson, be, the Chase Anderson, the Chase Anderson. Yeah, um, Brett Anderson. He's not a real thing, right? Like <laughs> he's just he's a pitch to contact um, left-handed pitcher, right? That's that's what he does. But well, I I, I thought I was good in the beginning because uh, people were going to play Lester, and I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna play as if this is one of his classic blow-up games. And stack the A's. That was that was great until like the Braves went off, and then like just closed laptop. <laughs> uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. That way you give three months of Rotor Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft. Plus, you'll get any cool promos that we run with them. They got a bunch of early stuff going on over there, as well as a main slate. They got the rake free stuff going on. So. Check out the subscriptions again. I cannot wait for football season to take advantage of this. I'm really going to be taking advantage of it. It's just harder to play on three sites for baseball than it is anything else. So, if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. All right, Jordan, we got a lot to talk about here on this slate. We're going to start with the eight game early slate, which gets started with Toronto at Tampa. We got Wilmer Font opening, and then it's going to be Sammy G and then Brandon McKay, uh, the young lefty. Any interest here in? Any of the Toronto pitchers? 
Well, uh, pitched after Thornton uh, this past night, so I don't. Even, I'm not even sure what's going to happen with the. They Blue have Jays. no idea what they're doing. But no matter who's going to be pitching or what, I'm not playing Font. I'm not playing Blue Jays. Nothing. Uh, Brendan McKay, I think, uh, has to be in play in Tampa because obviously it's a kind of a poor run environment. But at 8,500, uh, there there are righties in this. Uh, Blue Jays lineup like Guriel and and Guerrero and Grichuk, this power there that uh, I mean, yes, he has upside, but I, I think I I mean there are other pitchers on the slate that I, I'd rather I'd ra- I'd rather like we're gonna get to like Garrett Cole like if you're gonna pay up for him using McKay as like the SP two may not have to be the like the best option for this slate. Yeah, like maybe if you go McKay and a cheaper guy and just, you know, load up on bats, I think that's maybe something you could potentially look at here today. But I'm, I'm with you. I, I think that if you're paying up for Garrett Cole, there's a good chance that you're not going to be playing a Brandon McKay with him. Um, it, it just It's going to take up a lot of salary to do that. So I, I like McKay. I, I think he's a very solid option here. Um, let's talk bats. Uh, anything standing out to you here for Toronto? Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, Bo Bichette has, doesn't have a game where he doesn't have a hit yet in his major league career. So he's sore shortstop eligible, a scarce position that always piques my interest, especially on the road with guaranteed ninth inning at bats. Uh, I mean, you, I, I'm more inclined to maybe even try like the wraparound stack or something. You do like Tiosker Grid. I'm trying to find guys that are under 4K. Like, I guess you could play Guriel against the lefty, 4,400. I'm more inclined to play the Blue Jays against McKay than uh, even though it's a Blue Jays bullpen game, these Tampa bats, like, they're, I mean, Travis Darno is 4,800. I mean, it's very expensive for a, for a stack in Tampa. Yeah, um, Bo Bichette, you know, ever since he's gotten called up, he's just been hitting everything, so I don't mind him. Gary L., like you said, um, his numbers against lefties this season are fine. I, I, I get the wraparound idea, you know, with Gritchick, Hernandez, those guys, maybe Jansen. Um, not something that I think I would do, but I, I completely understand if you're going to do it, you're going to want the cheaper end of it. So um, as far as the Tampa Bats go, you talked about it. These guys are expensive. Uh, Meadows is 49, Darno is 48, Sogard's 47, Fam's 47. Like, you know, you're not getting the cheaper guys until you get down to like a uh, Choi. So, I-, I think Tampa is certainly in play here. You know, when we when we whoever pitches for Toronto, it's probably going to be a righty, and you know that bullpen's just really bad. Yeah, maybe someone like Derek Law. Is he still on the team? It's gonna be something. There's gonna be probably. It's probably gonna be a righty in some some regard. So taking the lefty bats as one offs, except for like Eric Sogard for no apparent reason being 4,700. Don't do that tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, they're just these prices. Like first base is a it's opportunity cost there where you take Choi. Like yeah, I know it's an eight game slate, so it's a little bit smaller, but it's gonna be lower owned. That would be the better way to put it because of these prices. All right, um, Atlanta at Minnesota, Max Freed against Martin Perez, 10 total, pick em game. Um, any interest here in Max Freed? No, and I don't have any interest in Martin Perez either. Yeah, when we look at Freed, he's a massive ground ball guy, but he's facing a, a Minnesota team that gets the ball up in the air. I, I'm a huge fan of Max Freed. I think he is a long-term guy that's going to pitch well in the majors, but 
not necessarily the spot. And he has to face Nelson Cruz, who's guaranteed two home runs um, to hit against him. So I'm just not going to do that. Martin Perez faces one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. They've added Duvall. He's been hitting lefties. Riley's been hitting lefties. Like, this lineup is actually really, really good against lefties. So I'm with you on Perez. And um, I I like Atlanta. I'm going right back to the well. I think, you know, this Atlanta team is a team that if I'm not paying up for Garrett Cole, the Atlanta side or the Minnesota side even when we get there is, you know, offenses that I'm looking at on this slate. Right, and I think if you're going to stack the Braves up, the most important bat, it's weird to say, but I always talk about scarce positions. Tyler Flowers will probably be in against the lefty and not McCann, and he's 3,700. He has power. He has the platoon advantage. He's the cheapest. He's going to be the cheapest bat outside of maybe Camargo. So if you're going to play like Albies, Donaldson, Duvall, like one of Duvall or Acuna, you play Freddie Freeman, who cares about lefty-lefty in the stack, or you play Riley, you play two of the outfielders. But it's all it's like if Flowers is batting sixth, like don't forget to leave the catcher out of your stack, like I did last night with the Reds and Tucker Barnard. <laughs> gotta love it, right? Um, you gotta love the catchers, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Like Camargo is a guy that I really like. Shortstop eligible now, 3.1K. Um, he's your cheaper end of this Atlanta stack. So, uh, and 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 you mentioned it. Do not forget about Freddie Freeman, just because of the lefty lefty. If we're getting what we want from our stack. Perez is not going to be in there long, and I think they only have one, maybe two lefties in this bullpen. I know they got Smet Smetzler and Rogers. Yep. I don't know if they have a, another lefty in there or not, but I know they have two. Um, as far as the Minnesota side of things, I don't like to stack against Max Fried. I hate stacking against him. But on the flip side of that, Garver fifty three percent fly ball rate. Polanco forty three. Cruz forty nine. Kepler forty six. I don't know if I'd play the lefties here, but these fly ball righties are kind of interesting. Well, I mean, I think uh, we just have to keep on playing Nelson Cruz until he gets to like eighty five hundred, right? As a bat, are we going to be playing him as starting pitcher prices? I would be like, do you pay up at starting pitcher or do you take Nelson Cruz? Like, is it going to be one of those Max Scherzer days? Or do I play Nelson Cruz in my SP1 slot? I mean, uh, I know Tim Beckham is, is, is suspended for 80 games because of PEDs. But, like, at, at 39 years old, I mean, what do we have we've been saying for the past several years? Nelson Cruz against the lefty. And I know he's 5,700, but you can't tell me he's not the top one off on the entire slate. Yeah, even at the price, like 500 ISO this season against lefties. Like, even if we go 2018 plus, 367 ISO. So, like, he's always been the boomstick against lefties, his hard hit rate. Everything always stands out when you're looking at, you know, Nelson Cruz against lefties. So, um, he's a great one-off. Um, Garver, Fandle play. You know, no, no, nobody likes to play catchers over there on Fandle. Their slates are really weird today. I don't even know how they break down, really. But, um, you know, I don't mind Garver on Fandle where he's a little bit cheaper. But 5.5K for a catcher, um, I'm never going to pay that. And even if he hits two home runs, I'm just going to keep saying I'm never going to do it. And also be aware that against the lefty, Marwin Gonzalez may bat up higher in the order. So if you see him at, like, you know, fourth or fifth, like a 3,500 filling a third base spot, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, even – a cash viable play at his price. And if you're going to stack the twins like that, that's a, that's a perfect cheap bat to throw in. 
Chicago White Sox, Detroit Tigers, nine total. Ivan Nova, Tyler Alexander, Pick'em game. Yes, Pick'em game in Detroit again. Um, any interest in Nova or Alexander? Well, both teams are horrible. I got to have interest in the pitchers. It's one. These are. This is one of these games. This is the vomit game. The entire game is vomit. And you could be on the pitchers. You could be on the hitters. Uh, one of them is going to work out, so you can decide which way you want to go. But the fact that Ivan Nova is 7,300, I'm like, well, he kind of could be viable against the Tigers. That makes me want to vomit. And Tyler Alexander is even cheaper. And I'm like, against the White Sox, definitely I'd rather have the righty. But, like, if they're going to be batting John Jay and Ryan Goins and, and all these guys <laughs> in the lineup, like, he got to be in place somehow. Uh, his lineup's so bad. Um, you know, Nova, not a big K guy by any means, but think back to the Marlins start a few starts ago. That You know, that game was – we were talking about pretty much the same thing. Like, it was Ivan Nova, it was Marlins. He was 4,800 in that start. It was a lot easier to stomach than 73. But a lot of people are going to think that. So, I don't hate Nova here. I don't love it. Um you know, like you said, it's your vomit stack. Tyler Alexander is on the other side of this game. He's struggled a little bit here. You know, I don't know necessarily he's ready yet, but he's at the point where he's thrown 30 games in the minors, like in AAA. Like, they need him to get some work. Um, he's, you know, top five prospect in Detroit's organization. I think he's their highest pitching prospect, or he's definitely top two. Um, but when we look at it, like, in AAA this season, 25% K rate, 11.4% swinging strike rate. He's more of a guy that is going to try to limit contact, and he hasn't been able to do it in AAA, and I don't know if he'll necessarily be able to do it here, um, but he's cheap, and he's facing the White Sox. Right. I mean, that's all you really really have to say. I mean, other than the fact that you want to play the cheap bats against him because, I mean, we have Beef Castillo at 2,100. So, like, Stevie, you love cheap catchers. He's already in, buddy. Right, already in it. You know, the, it doesn't matter if Jeff Mathis is playing or not now because for $100 more, you actually get a major league hitter. That's right. Hey, Mathis had a couple two-hit games recently. Watch out. Oh, big ceiling there. <laughs> hey, listen, I was the one that was preaching, like, um, Danny Jansen forever, too, and he, he went on, like, a home run streak. I made all my money in, like, a week. So Yeah, but he's a good hitter. Jeff Mathis is, like, works at a hardware store. Jeff Mathis is um, definitely not as good. Uh, let's talk White Sox bats. You know, you talked about the beef. Um, you know, even McCann, the other catcher, Jimenez. Like, we're, we're going to get some bats here. But my favorite bat is the young kid that they got from Atlanta here recently, uh, Travis Dem Demerite. Um, he was a guy that I liked yesterday. I, I like this price, 3.4K. You know, you like the cheaper guys. One thing that Alexander's been doing so far he has a 1.9% soft contact rate to righties in 67 plate appearances. I don't want to scream sample, but he's just not generating any soft contact. Well, it's a good thing that he won't be pitching to Demerite. Because Demerite's on the Tigers. Nah, I'm, I'm going home. Batting practice, I mean, it, 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 it probably <laughs> will be great in batting practice. <laughs> I'm going home. That was good. Um, Hey, I still like Jimenez. <laughs> no, I, well, I still like Denver right on the Tigers against Nova. Yeah, so, we're I mean, going to talk about him in a minute again, but I'm just going to change like um, I'm, I'm just going to change my lefty righty thing there. Are, are, is batting practice on one of the FanDuel slates? 
Maybe. You can do that on, on one of those slates. Maybe. They have like 15 slates today. So um, uh, where, what do you like here for the White Sox? Uh, typically, I like cheap stacks, and I'll, I may do what I did this past night and fade the – like when the vomit stack is chalk, like, no, people can't steal that from me. I'm just, I'm just let them have it. So, like, Castillo's going to make people want to play, like, Abreu, uh, Eloy, uh, Tim Anderson maybe batting second. Uh, like, it becomes a vomit stack. And if it's, if, if, if it's going to be off the board enough, like, I'm all for it, and I'll pay up in two pitching spots. But, like, we're talking about the White Sox. And I have interest in Alexander, so it's going to be one of those games where I have to look at ownership. And uh, may still have to play Castillo as a one-off just to fit in a cheap catcher so I could pay expensive stacks elsewhere. But it, to, me, to me, it's the ownership game, even with vomit stacks. So you got your vomit stacks. I have gotten you transitioned to call it the ownership game. I feel proud of myself. Um, let's, let's talk Detroit here. When we look at this team, you know, you're going to see a lot of red in the K category. They strike out a ton. But – the flip side of that, Nova doesn't K anybody. Like 14% against lefties, 17% against righties. He just doesn't K a lot of guys. You know, maybe we look at some of these young guys, like Dem Wright, um, <laughs> at 3.4K. What do you like here for Detroit? I mean, just if you want – if you Nova can get hit. So they're all cheap. I mean, typically you're attacking them with lefties, but, I mean, I don't mind righties either. So, like, to fill – spot you take like the cast good room depending on the line of where he is in the lineup i mean the flick of a dowel lugo is batting fifth for crying out loud i mean this is this is getting ridiculous like it's like uh, the 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 white Sox and tigers are trying to one-up one another oh john jay batting fourth we could do a dowel lugo batting fifth i mean like it's, it's it's like a game of chicken with these teams but no, they're all cheap. Uh, obviously, uh, since the Tigers are the home team, I'm more likely to less, you know, I don't want to play the bottom of the order as much. But, I mean, Jake Rogers has power. He's catcher eligible. You could do it. This, this could be the type of game where it's 3-2 to two and nothing much happens. Or it could be the type of game where it's 12-10 to 10 and the pitchers are gone by the third inning. Uh, so it's a high-varying spot, and everyone's cheap. So either that you're going to get what you pay for, or you're going to get absurd amount of value for what you pay for. Moving on, we got Texas at Cleveland, the game that frustrated um, 75% of Twitter. Um, Gerardo, Plezik, eight total. Plezik, a 175 favorite. Um, any interest here in Gerardo? Are we sure that these are going to be the pitchers? Is it not going to be Lynn versus Clevenger if they skip these guys? I mean, these are horrible pitchers. So are we absolutely well, sure that a doubleheader tomorrow? So I'm pretty sure Lynn and um, I don't know if it's Clevenger, if they're opening with Clippard, but I'm pretty sure the second game has those pitchers on it. Okay. But I mean, there could be a possibility. I mean, I know right. we record the night before that they flip flop them or one of the two pitchers flip flop. So that trust me, that's going to matter because the pitchers in the later game are the pitchers that you want to play and don't want to play bats against. So, like, if these are going to be the pitchers, that's why, like, this it, this has to be, like, Stevie, I, th I think it's the other way around because the betting line here, unless I'm getting pulling the feeds in the right spot, is the Indians 4.7 and the Rangers 3.4. And I can't see that total being only eight runs if it's Urato versus Plesak. I mean, yeah, really? Total yesterday was um total yesterday was, like, 10 or something. So, I, I, I hear you. I'm um, just going off of, let's see, I'm going to pull up 
I'm looking at two different places. I'm looking at MLB.com. I'm looking at our lineups page and MLB at bat, and they all show Gerardo and Plesic. Okay, because I'm just looking at, like, is there an opening line? Yeah, uh, there is an opening line at 4.7 to 3.4. So, like, they may, maybe, the, maybe Vegas knows something we don't, or MLB doesn't, because that doesn't make any sense for this game with these two pitchers. But – I'm making a big deal of it because it matters. Because if it's if it's Urado pitching, the Indians are way too cheap. And if it's Plezak pitching, the the the, the tw- Texas is a little too cheap. But you tell me that the, it's Lynn versus Clevenger, and like now I kind of don't even look at much much of the bats at, as much in the game. But when you wake up in the morning, they say Urado's pitching. Uh, you know that like, the Indians are going to be very chalky at these prices. Yeah, for sure. You know, when you're listening to this, make sure you check. Um, uh, man, I'm even looking at Vegas Insider, and Vegas Insider still and has a Gerardo Plesic for the early game. So, real and with those numbers, with the betting lines. No, so they pulled. They pulled the line. Ah, so. uh, okay. So maybe I'm just getting old information. Okay. So, so yeah. until further notice, we'll pretend that Gerardo versus Plesic is the. I mean, yeah, all and they're the information Lynn, points are there. They're showing Lynn, and they're not showing a Cleveland pitcher for the four o'clock game. Neither game has a line. So ah uh, okay, well I'm not but playing we either of these two. I'm not playing either of these two pitchers. <laughs> We're not playing these pitchers. Um, you know you pretty much already talked about it. Cleveland's in a great spot here against Gerardo. Um, love Puig, love Ramirez, love all these guys. Just gonna have to really pay attention to ownership. Uh, Reyes, uh, all these guys are gonna be really popular. Um, on a smaller slate than yesterday, at cheaper. I don't know if they're cheaper, but they're really cheap still. And you know probably not as many offenses that we like here. You know, we talked about Atlanta, talked about some cheap bats. We talked about Tampa a little bit, but you know, it's not like we're going to get into these few games after this and just absolutely love things. So, you know, this is going to probably be the most popular game on this early slate. So um, you can play your ownership game, but if you're playing cash games, you're going to load up on this game. Like, I mean, I mean, Mercado is too cheap at 4,200 with the power speed combination. I mean, we get 4K against Urado. Urado doesn't have much strikeout stuff. Jose Ramirez is 4,100 at third base. Uh, I mean, I, Framil Reyes is too cheap for his power upside. I think it's more of a GPP play. You can play Kipnis. It's, you can play, you could literally, you can play them all. I mean, Lindor's the, the, the most expensive, but I think you'd probably be able to fit him in at 5K. Because it just seems like the prices were made as if they were if they were facing Lance Lynn and not Urado. Uh and then on the Texas side, like please that kind of just throws the ball over the plate and just whatever happens happens. Uh, I typically <laughs> close my eyes and see what happens. Right. I mean, but I mean, he doesn't walk many people, so like it does go over the plate, and either like you swing and miss, and he has like three or four strikeouts, or you hit the ball in the air because he typically doesn't generate that many ground balls. So. Split-wise, it doesn't really matter all that much to me. So, like, I could play Chu. I could play Andrews, Mazzara, uh, Odor at 4,100. I mean, Calhoun and Santana are a little, a little expensive. Uh, obviously, don't do what I do. Make sure you play Jeff Mathis if he's in, if you're stacking, because you never know, right? For Stevie, he may have the two doubles, and that could be good enough for him. But uh, if, if a lot of people are – I mean – I expect if these are the two pitchers that are pitching, the Indians are going to be the the mega chalk on this slate. Uh, if people are going to be just going on that, that side of the game, I have no problem going on the other side. 
Hey, listen, I'll take two doubles. Um, I'm happy with one double. I'm happy with anything above a zero from Mathis when I play him. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing Jeff Mathis thinking that he's getting zero and building that into my, my lineup. So, um, right, you're really, you're not playing Jeff Mathis. You're I'm playing, playing today. you're playing Nelson Cruz. That's uh, right. And it, right. And just accounting for the 47 points for him to make up for the zero from Mathis. Damn straight. Rockies, Astros, eight and a half. Peter Lambert, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's a minus 390. He's a massive, massive favorite here. Um, Peter Lambert on the other side of this game. We'll start with him, but I don't think we're going to spend too much time on him. Uh, we already did. Yep. Um, yeah. The Rockies. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Cole. 36.4% K rate, 15.8% swinging strike rate. He's been one of the most, if not the most dominant strikeout pitcher in baseball this season. Um, I'm guessing he's top three in a lot of the strikeout categories. So when we get a Rockies matchup on the road, no David Dahl with him being on the IL, this lineup's a little bit weaker. Like we have to be considering Garrett Cole, even at this price point, right? Yeah. He's the obvious SP one on the slate. Like there's no, there's no one that comes close. If you're not if you're not paying up for Cole, you're playing you're playing two cheap pitchers. Like there's, I think it's him, and then you you're basically dropping several thousand before you get to the next pitcher you want to play. Couldn't agree more. Um, couldn't agree more. When we look at the bats on the Rockies, I got nothing. I really don't want to play even on an eight game slate. Like I. I would have to make 150 teams before I would start stacking Colorado. And it would just be because it's an eight game slate and I'm making 150 teams, but that's it. Well, I mean, you could, uh, Cole could give up a dong, right? You could take, you could take a one-off, but I mean, like, yeah, there'll be a 2% one-off on an eight game slate, which is, which is leverage of course for what should be the jockiest starting the pitcher SP one on the slate. Uh, but Cole's not going to give up nine runs. I mean, like, what, what, what are we talking about here? And these prices aren't that shiny. Yeah, Story's 4.5K, Blackman's 4.8K. But, like, the Rockies are more expensive than the Indians. Like, I'd rather just eat the Indians' chalk than just rely on, like, a once-in-a-blue-moon home run from one of these guys, and I have to pick the right one. So, yeah, if I play 20 lineups, I'm going to have to play one of each of these guys, and then... All that does is infect good lineups, and I, I don't want to do that. Um, all right. Houston side, they're expensive. Um, are, are they going to kind of fly under the radar here? Like, when we're looking at team ownership percentages on lineup HQ on this early slate, I think they're going to be a team ownership percentage that we see, what, maybe 5% with these prices on a big slate? Uh, I can't see them being that chalky with the fact that you can't stack – I. Even with, let's say, if, if you take Castillo, can you stack the Astros and still play Garrett Cole at 11.9K? Because I'm going to doubt that you can. Yeah, even, take, if you take, even if you take Beef and Camargo, I don't think you can do it. Okay, so yeah. So with that being the case, then essentially if you're playing an Astro stack, you're playing the anti-correlative move of not playing the pitcher on the team and hoping that the pitcher does badly while the Astros still put up 12 runs. Kind of a weird time. You're hoping for a 12 to 10 game, so maybe you just might as well stack the whole game for, for that matter. It's just kind of weird that the pay-up option at pitcher is the team that is too expensive to stack with him. Uh, so if you can figure it out, 
you could do it, but actually, what can you do? I think you can do it. It depends on the stack that you run out there, but if you play, if you do play Beef and Camargo, I think you can do it. Yeah, but then you'd probably have to play like Josh Reddick, batting ninth or something. No, it it also it all it really depends on who your SP two is. Like you'd have to punt SP two with like a Sean Anderson or somebody. Okay, okay, so it's viable. We've talked it out. It's kind of viable, but in that type of construction, I think at these prices they have to put up a lot more runs than you would expect from a stack. So. I think you could get away with one-offs. I mean, Jordan Alvarez is just hitting the crap out of the ball, and Lambert really doesn't have a strikeout rate. So, like, if I'm going to take a one-off in the outfield, I almost I'm, I'm taking Alvarez over Springer at this point. I've been doing that for a while. Um, I, I love me some Jordan Alvarez. Uh, raw power to the max, and, like, one thing that's kind of impressive about this kid is he's hitting like 342. Like he has 13 home runs, but he's hitting 340 on top of that. I think he had another home run um, on on Tuesday. So like he's just he's crushing. Like he he is worth worth paying up for if you're looking for a one off. Um, and like if you're stacking Houston, I don't mind maybe leaving off Altuve. Um, you know that's a really steep price for Altuve where you can kind of pay down and you know maybe find something else like a Kipnis at 4K saving 1200 like Altuve has upside I'm not gonna say he doesn't like look at his last 10 games he has what four or five home runs so uh, I'm not saying Altuve doesn't have upside but like if you're looking to maybe like make this work with Cole you're gonna have to give up something and Altuve probably Brantley for Reddick is where you're gonna have to do it um Oakland at Chicago we got Homer Bailey against Jose Quintana um no line on this one, like always. And while you tell me if you like Homer Bailey or not, I'm going to check and see what the wind is doing here. Well, I mean, at 6.3K has to be viable to some extent as, as a cheap SP2. I mean, I'd almost rather go to Tyler Alexander at that point. It's just that I, I think I like the, the Cubs' prices more than I like Homer Bailey. So I'm more inclined to play the Cubs' bats. And in a similar fashion – like I like the I like the bats I like all the pricing in this game for the bats, and the pitching seems normal ish. Like I could play Homer Bailey at sixty three hundred. There's worse things in the world. I mean, I could play Jose Quintana eighty two hundred. It's probably overpriced for against uh, the A's are the lowest strikeout team in the majors against lefties. So it's like, what's his upside at 8,200 when we could get to the probably the next game we're going to be talking about? And we're going to talk about the Chalk Star SB2 on the slate. Like, I'd rather just pay for that guy or pay all the way down. So I don't even know how much ownership Bailey's going to get. I know Quintana's not going to get much at all. Uh, so, like, if you, if you see uh, another SB2 being you know, popular, I could see Bailey being a pivot at like 8% on an eight game slate. See, I'd rather play Bailey than Quintana in this matchup. Like, give me the discount. Let me get some extra bats. We just saw this yesterday. We just saw this yesterday. Like, we just saw John Lester face this Oakland team. You talked about their low strikeout rates. They're loaded. Like, look at this lineup against left-handed pitching this season. They're just absolutely loaded. Chapman, even Olsen in the lefty-lefty, he's been amazing against lefties this season. Low strikeout rate, low walk rate. He's been putting the ball in play. Kana, Pender, Piscotty's back. Like, you know, you maybe the bottom of the order is a little weak with the seven and eight hitters in the pitcher, um, you know, since they lose the DH here. But 
Not for me. Not not Quintana. I like the A's. I think they're the sneaky stack on the slate. Uh, neutral win. Don't have to worry about the wind affecting everything. Um, I, I like the Oakland Bats here. No, I like the open back to pass slate against Leicester, and that worked out well. But Chapman's 4,000. Canna's 4,200. Pinder's second base eligible in 3,800. Piscotti had a big game. He's 3,400. I mean, Semyon is the most expensive guy at 4,700. He does fill a scarce position, so I'm not opposed to it. But I look at the Cubs side, and, like, outside of, like, Baez, who's 5,100, like, What's wrong with Haywood at 4,200 and Castellanos at 4,000? Brian's a fly ball hitter at 4,300 and, and Bailey's more of a fly ball pitcher. So, like, I look at, I, I mean, I would love to play Baez at shortstop at 5,100 and I look at uh, even Rizzo at 47. I, I could stack the Cubs and with everyone going to the, the Indians, like the Cubs and the, the A's and the Cubs stacks, like, are so much cheaper than, like, the Astros stack as a whole, that I think you, you, there's more upside for the price in either of these two teams, and then you could still play like Garrett Cole at SB1. Yep. Um, you know, you pretty much talked about everything on the Cubs as well. Like, Castellanos, I, I talked about this yesterday. I'm going to play him a lot more now when he's with the Cubs. I just think the environment's better. Uh, I think he's going to want to play baseball every day. So, you know, I think that helps for sure. Um Cardinals and Dodgers, eight and a half total. Jack Flaherty against Dustin May. May's a 142 favorite. I'm still very salty about his last start. Um, any interest here in Flaherty? I mean, you, he, he's going to be much lower on than his talent level against the Dodgers because, you know, Flaherty's main problem is going to be the lefties and the Dodgers. I mean, it comes down to like Peterson, Muncie, Bellinger. See, I mean, it's all, it's all power lefties. But Flaherty has a high swing and strike rate. He's a, but I mean, if you're paying 9,400 for it, uh, the the case could be made. You play Flaherty uh, because he'll be five percent owned. But outside of that, like I'm not really looking to to attack the Dodgers with him. Yeah, I'm not playing him here. <laughs> Nine point four K. I'm not going to play enough lineups to even consider him today. Um, he struggles against lefties. This lineup, like you said, very left-handed heavy. Uh, it, it's an easy pass for me. Oh, what are you doing, Dave Roberts? I've already I've already vented about this uh, once. I, I think I've actually vented about it twice. I've vented about it on the podcast earlier this week, and I vented on a NASCAR show this weekend. But May was pitching really decent, and then they left him in what four batters too many? Like it just it was it was a it was it was a dumb move, and, and like. It's David Roberts always is on the the side of like safety on these guys, and it was just it was the most frustrating thing to watch that game um, the other night with with Dustin May. But I think what you're about to tell us is he's your chalk SP two um, on this slate. Yeah, he almost has to be. The Cardinals have a four implied run total. May, I mean, the pod the Padres are a high strikeout team. The Cardinals against righties is as a strikeout rate. Uh, May manages contact well, so like even if you don't think that it's going to be a high strikeout matchup where he's going to rack up five or six, seven Ks, even if Dave Roberts takes him out early at like ninety pitches, but at seventy five hundred, like how much do you do you need? I mean, you you rather play Ivan Nova for two hundred less? Are you nuts? So I look at that and I go like, "This is your this is your SP two here 
easily. I think Cole May is the truck combo. Yeah, and, you know, we kind of hated the Cole McKay build, and with Cleveland being so cheap, it, it actually, like, it, it makes a little sense. Like, you can actually build that, and it comes out to a pretty decent lineup. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think Cleveland's going to be massive, massive chalk if it is if it ends up being um, Gerardo pitching that early game. Um, Cardinals-Bats, anything standing out to you for St. Louis? Uh, maybe this, this is the vomit back of the slate. It's, it's, it's the most obvious leverage point and the bats are cheap. Like to me, it's not something that I'm going all in on, but like, I'm much more inclined to stack against the truck SP two than the truck SP one. Cause the truck SP one typically doesn't get blown up. Like they don't, they don't provide value. Like you're paying if Garrett Cole, uh, 11.9 K and he only gives you 19 points. You're upset. But it's not like he got blown up because he got 19 points. SB2s, on the other hand, like everyone that took John Lester is like, well, now I need to get a home run just to get back to zero. Like those type of people. I'm not saying that Dustin May gets blown up. But if he's going to be on an eight-game slate, he could possibly be 30% owned. And these Cardinals bats, especially now that like Ozuna's back and uh, you're going to get some of the Carpenters back. He's a lefty. 3,600, 3,600, 4,300, 4,600. Jose Martinez is 3,500. Weeders is 3,700. I mean, the bats are cheap enough that, like, if I'm going to pivot off of the SP2 and go to, like, Homer Bailey or something, and I play Cole, like, I'm going to need a cheap stack. So I take the cheap stack, I play Cole, and then obviously I play Nelson Cruz one-off and, and wait to cash in my 74 points. <laughs> um yeah what you said um it, it's I'm a gpp more... play just understand right. like that none of these guys i don't i don't even think maybe maybe carpenter's a cash play maybe but i mean for 500 more you get jose ramirez so like i don't even know why you'd be doing it so everything that i've just said purely for large field gpps you're probably playing five cleveland bats in cash today on the early slate like it, it no no joke um I, I have no issues with stacking in cash, and they're so cheap. If it is Gerardo, um, so what you were saying here, tournament-wise, it is much better in my brain to stack against an SP two that's going to be chalked than Garrett Cole SP one that's going to be chalked. So I agree with you on that. It's not going to you're not going to feel good about it. You're just going to do it, and you you hope the young pitcher the young pitcher kind of runs into some issues here. Like he gave up a lot of hard contact in that first part. Like he he did generate a lot of ground balls. He didn't have a ton of swinging strikes, but um, a lot of those fly balls that he gave up were infield fly balls. So, like that's how he pitched a little bit better. Like he gave up I think eight hits, nine hits before he ran into that trouble in the last inning. So like it wasn't like he was throwing a perfect game or anything. He was just generating ground balls to get out of innings. Um, as far as the Dodgers go here, it's right back to this team. I know they're kind of disappointing on Tuesday. They made me some money on Monday. But it, it's Flaherty. He struggles with lefties. They've been low-owned all week for some reason. And they're going to be low-owned here on an eight-game slate with Flaherty, the name of Flaherty, pitching against them. Right. And I think people are going to be less inclined to attack uh, Flaherty with Dodger bats especially when you could play Indians. I mean, uh, I think Peterson is a little too cheap. Muncie's, I mean, all these, all these bets are, are, are priced down because they're facing Flaherty. Uh, but I don't necessarily think you stack against Flaherty. 
It's the type of thing where he gives up two home runs, and you just find the two guys that hit those two home runs. So I could see sprinkling in the lefties like Peterson, Muncie, Bellinger, and Seager into your lineups as, as one-offs and two-mans, but uh, I, I, I just don't think – Flaherty's too good of a pitcher that you rarely see that he, like, he has that three-inning, nine runs given up out in. And this is a noon game in L.A. Like, this is a, you know, heat of the day type game for L.A. So, still not going to be, like, as hot as, like, anything, like, Texas or anything. But, like, 80, 85 as this game goes on is much better than, you know, the 70 that this game, if it was being played at 7 o'clock, would be. So, all right, last game on this early slate. We got Washington and San Francisco, nine total. Joe Ross, Sean Anderson, pick em game. Um Never thought I'd say Joe Ross or Sean Anderson was a pick em game, but I'm I, I'm saying it. Um, any interest in either one of these guys? If you want, if you need someone to vomit with, sure. I mean, that I I I almost think like I want to play Joe Ross against the the, the Giants, but he's six point eight K, and that I still don't feel right playing him for sixty eight hundred. I played him the last start for like fifty seven hundred. That felt okay, but sixty eight hundred. I almost start thinking like five hundred less. I get Homer Bailey, and now I'm like now that just like it's like two turds I'm gonna have to choose from. Uh, so they're in play. I mean, Sean Anderson doesn't strike anyone out, and he's facing the Nationals, but they're playing in San Francisco in sixty degree weather. So I think in this game, you're you're taking pictures, but you're not really looking at bats much. Um, yeah, you know, when you just look at it, it's like, I, I don't really like Joe Ross here when he struggles, it's lefties. There's a lot of lefties in this lineup still. Um, I, I just don't know if I can get behind playing Ross Anderson doesn't strike anybody out. Like this is where I'll take a, a punt catcher to pay up for a uh, may or a McKay or something like, you know, that that's where like that difference of those two grand, like for a punt catcher over like a 4k catcher really comes into play. And like, I don't want to play Anderson either. Like he, he's just not a guy that strikes anybody out. Yeah. This game's in San Francisco. Yeah. It's 60 degrees. But if I, if I'm going to be a guy that gives up 85% contact in this game, like I don't want to play that guy. Like I, I can go out and hit off of Sean Anderson. No problem. Let's go. He's my next guy. Like Merrill Kelly's first, Sean Anderson's second. Like let's set it up. <laughs> um, so you'd rather Washington. take bats in the games i mean like to me no i don't I, want to play anything in this game this game stinks like this is a game that i hope ends five to four and nobody hits a home run like that that's what i really hope in this game stevie you said joe ross is horrible against lefties this is your chance to get all your money back with scooter Jeanette. no i got my money back he hit a home run already I, oh I, oh you got it all back. did you really you got it all no, I, I didn't get any of it back because i don't play baseball on the weekends usually because of nascar and he hit it on the weekend but um hey scooter's probably like 2.5k right i don't have 3100 come on look at that i can play camargo the beef and scooter with a five-man cleveland stack and load up on my pitching there we go there you go right load up on Uh, Derek cole twice Derek cole twice (laughs) (laughs) because cleveland's so cheap (laughs) um as far as washington goes i don't hate playing soto i don't hate playing trey turner like this ballpark it's not great for home runs, but it is good for doubles and triples. And we know if Turner hits a ball into the gap, like there's even potential of a inside the park home run at that point. So I don't mind Turner, um, especially at a shortstop position that doesn't typically have a ton of upside. So if you don't want to play Lindor, you want to pivot. 
to a, a Trey Turner. I'm not going to hate on that here, especially with them being the visiting team. But, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to play like Anthony Rendon. But if I end up in that range, like, he's not a terrible play there. Right, but I can't pay 5100 for one nope, Soto in San Francisco. I didn't realize he was that much. Right, 600 more, you get Nelson Cruz at his 800 points. Or Jordan Alvarez, man. Right. So, it, it's just more of, like, I, I really want this game to end 5-4. Um, right, it's the last and- game on the slate. It's the last game on that the eight-game slate. It's the game you have to wait for and just uh, – that. And it's it's the one where you you you're two points on the catch line, and you're 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 hoping that uh, like Scooter Jeanette doesn't have a single, so you so you can so you can get up there. If I'm two points from the catch line, I close my baseball watching a long time before that, so I don't even have to worry about it. Um, all right, let's talk about the giant side. You know, any of the cheap bats, like these are your vomit one offs, right? Like this is a team that. Ross is probably going to walk these guys before he strikes them out. So, you know, I just – I don't love it. But if you get into the range where, like, you're trying to play a Garrett Cole, like, Garrett Cole is a priority for me today. Like, he, he's a priority. Like, he is – he's 10 he's ten points, raw points better than most pitchers on this slate, if not all of them. So, if I have to take a Brandon Belt or something, I, I, I don't hate it. Um, but I, Brandon Belt, more a fantasy draft play where I can play, you know, five first basements if I want to. I think the guy that you would take over any of these guys is going to be Brandon Crawford because yeah. it fills a shortstop spot. So, like, if you don't have the money to pay up for Lindor, like that middle range may not be worth it to, for, like, for, you're not paying 4700 for Semyon. Like, like, unless you're pay, you're taking Lindor or you're going, like, I'm just taking Brandon Crawford for 3200 and hope he outscores Jeff Mathis. You know, like that type of play. Yeah, him or Camargo, both 3,100 and 3,200. There you go. All right, moving on to the main slate. we got five games. Padres and Mariners is where we kick it off here. Nine total. Joey, Luke C against Yusei Kukuchi. Um, Luke C, minus 160. We start with one of the pitchers that I really like on this slate. You know, we continue to pick on Seattle. Picked on them yesterday with Lamette and – this team's just so bad. They strike out at such a high clip. Almost had 30% K rate against lefties this season. They're going to leave the lefties in there. Smith, Crawford, Vogelbach, Seeger, they've been hitting against lefty pitchers. So, like, not only do we get upside here, but Luke AC is, like, dynamite against lefties. Like, this is a great spot for him. The, the more that he'll be on, the less I'll have of him. For no, GPP. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a it's a five game slate, so you really got to play your ownership game on this one. But as far as just pitchers that I really like on this slate, he he's way up there for me today. No, no, I I agree with you completely. But also, he does walk a lot of people, and he's getting a slight ballpark downgrade. So I'm just trying to find the negatives on if he's going to end up being thirty thirty five percent down on a five game slate. Like what what is his path to failure? And I think that his upside is more based on the matchup and not based on his talent level. So, like, I'm going to take a look at the slate. There, there's two other pitchers that I'd rather play that are slightly more expensive that I think have higher ceilings. And Lucchese is more of like a it's safe play because he's facing the Mariners. But that could go wrong. Oh, yeah. And it's baseball. If you haven't realized that by the, this point of the season that baseball is a very high-variant sport, Mike Trout against the worst pitcher in baseball could go 0 for 5. Like, that's just how baseball works. So, 
Um, but, but but baseball also works that uh, Kikuchi is going to give up at least three, three home runs to the Padres, right? <laughs> I hope so. Um, going right back to the well, like, you know, Tatis, Renfro, Machado, all the guys that I played yesterday, I'm why not? Let's let's load them right back up. Like that, you know, Tatis got his home run, but you know, every, all these other guys kind of disappointed. But Kikuchi's been terrible. Um, three sixty nine woba, two thirty five ISO, thirty five percent hard contact rate against righties. So, no interest in Kikuchi going right back to the well in the Padres bats. Yeah, double or nothing. What could go wrong? <laughs> Renfro's forty three, Machado's forty three, like. When we start looking at the pricing on these guys outside of Tatis, like they're all super affordable. And and if, if you're not going to play Beef Castillo, Austin Hedges is twenty nine hundred. Different slate. Argo is thirty nine hundred. <laughs> Myers is thirty seven hundred. I mean, and what all you do is you take those guys and you wait for Eric Hosmer and Urias to homer, and you, they're not in your stack. So make sure you include them in your player pool. Hosmer had his home run on on Tuesday. We're good for another couple weeks. Um, don't have to worry about him. Seattle, you you like what what is the road for Luke KC to struggle? And it's Nola, Austin, Austin Nola. Nola, and Domingo Santana. That, those are the two guys. And Domingo Santana, it's like if he's not hitting the ball hard, he's striking out. Like that's what you're getting from Domingo. Uh, you're not scared of uh, Keon Broxton's 87 percent strikeout rate or whatever it is. I mean, I, I know it's high. But, like, Austin Nola is second base eligible. You can make this little righty three-man and do something like Nola, Santana, and Murphy in a catcher spot. And, like, they're going to be not – it's a five – see, I wouldn't be thinking this way if it was, like, a 12-game slate. Like, it's like uh, they're probably better spots. Uh, like, they'll be better vomits. But the, the Tigers will be somewhere. The White Sox will be somewhere. The Marlins probably will be in a better spot. But on a five-game slate, like, the ownership's going to be so condensed that, like, if – Lucchese is going to be 35% owned. That means the bats are going to be even less owned than if it was if people weren't interested in Lucchese. So if you can get Nola at like 6% owned, which is pretty low for a five-game slate. If you can get Murphy for – if you get all these guys for 5% owned and Lucchese walks five guys and the bullpen has to come in in the fourth inning, like it's a lot of leverage on a small slate. So for the large field GPPs – like it's we we talked about it the let with the with May before like attacking the 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 stack ish even if it's a three man against the chalk SP two like is typically better than against the SP one. All right, uh, Yankees in Baltimore nine and a half total. This is one we're gonna have to wait and see what Roth has to say. This is the one game that kind of has some weather concerns. Uh, Paxton against Means. Paxton, minus 200 favor here against Baltimore. You know, they do have a couple bats in this lineup that is solid against lefties. But, you know, 9K for Paxton in this spot seems very affordable. Um, the only thing that we have to continue to worry about is his pitch count. But, you know, it's been up a little bit more recently, um, you know, than that Colorado start. Yes, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this game plays. I, 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 I want now I want to play Paxton. I think Paxton is the top pitcher on this slate. Uh, I played him the last time when he was nine percent owned and he did well uh, against the Red Sox. So, like nine K is too cheap for his talent level. Uh, the Orioles have a three point eight implied run total. It's one of the lowest, if not the lowest, on the slate. Uh, the 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 Orioles strike out a ton. Uh, sure, Paxton may give up two home runs, but he also might strike out eleven people. 
So, like, I, I don't mind that. Uh, the reason why I want it to play is not because I want to play Paxton. Is because if it doesn't play, a lot of ownership is going to go to another pitcher that I want to get lower owned. Probably Zach Gollin. And yeah, 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 yeah. Are you stealing it from me now? No, nah, just listen. I, I yeah, you know, because you're a good player. Because you know what you're doing. <laughs> Uh, sometimes we'll see. Um, Means on the other side of this game, John Means was great at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, he he pitched some good games at the beginning of the year. But when we look at this Yankees lineup, it's run down right now, but it's still pretty right-handed heavy. And you know, he just has very limited strikeout upside against righties. So I worry more about the upside, but I worry how deep he's going to pitch. It's just more of like we really don't have an idea or really don't have, a, like, a great SP2, like, punt pitcher. But I don't think Means is the guy that I would take a shot on. No, and, of course, you got to stack the bottom of the Yankees order because that's what matters now, apparently. Right, Aaron Judge, 4,800, don't even bother. Just take Totsman for 5,000, batting eighth. Apparently, that always works out. Maven's 4,600. I'm more inclined to play Means on a five-game slate because I just don't want to pay these prices for the Yankees. Yeah, I get it. Um, it's just – it's ugly. It's just ugly. Like, I – like, are you really playing him? I don't even know. Like, I, I, I don't It's not know. that I want to play John Means. Yeah. It's just that it's a five-game slate, and if I'm building 60 lineups, like, might as well throw in and sprinkle in 10% John Means if I'm going to fade all the Yankees' bats because it has to be correlative in some extent. On a five, if it was a 10-game slate, I wouldn't do it because I would have at least other pitchers to choose from. But, like, when it comes to these very small slates, if I'm going to choose to fade an entire team's bats, I have to include the pitcher in my, pitch, in my player pool. In the same way that if I'm going to play in one team's bats, I'm just not going to play the other pitcher at all in any lineup. It's going to be one of the two on a five-game slate where ownership gets condensed so much. Um, you know, the other side, let's talk bats here. Um, Yankees bats, you know, you said the owners, like the, the pricing on these guys is really high. Um, we don't really have a cheap pitcher to make this stack work. I don't mind like a one-off of like a DJ LeMahieu just because he's just been absolutely crushing and means has been really bad against the righties this season with a high fly ball rate. It's 10 to when I play LeMahieu is guys that can, you know, help him with his ground ball stuff. So, I don't mind that, you know, I don't mind, you know, maybe one of these cheaper guys, but I'm not going to go crazy here with the expensive guys. No, I agree with you. And on the Baltimore side, I think it's very similar to what we talked about Flaherty in the slate before. Like, I don't think Paxton gets blown up, but he get, pick out the two guys that hit the two home runs off of him. They're probably going to be righties. So you take either Mancini, Nunez, Severino, but at any rate, it could be Richie Martin for all we know. It's going to be, it's going to be two of them and it could be any of them. Uh, and then you use them as one-offs. I mean, I know that the Orioles stack is cheap because they're priced for Paxton, and it's a five-game slate. But I think, like, obviously, if it's if it's if it's this gets postponed, like all of this goes out the window. So I'd rather it be a five-game slate than a four-game slate. But if people are going to get scared, like the leverage type of thing, if this becomes like a like an orange situation by Roth, like. I don't want to play any Orioles bats at all because I'm probably not going to get as much leverage because people are going to be scared to play Paxton. If Roth gives a thumbs up and this turns into a yellow game where people are going to load up on Paxton, now I'm a little bit more inclined 
to play the Orioles bat. So for, for me, the rain has nothing to do with whether or not do I play the game or do I not play the game. It's which side of the game do I play, depending on how other people are going to react. Nunez and Alberto would probably be the guys that I'd be looking at Mancini. Um, Alberto, very low strikeout rate, very low walk rate, high Woba. Um, and Nunez just continues to either strike out or hit the ball hard against lefties. So uh, moving on to the next one, we got the Brewers and the Pirates. No total in this one because we have no clue who's going to pitch for Milwaukee in this game. Like no clue. Um like they used the like the guy that I thought they were gonna pitch in this game was Jake Faria, the guy they just got from Tampa, and he worked the game on Tuesday, pitched two innings. So like, I really like I don't expect Pomerantz to go deep. He's supposed to he's supposed to start this game, start. Um, but he's been working out of the bullpen and he's not stretched out. There's uh, I don't expect them to let him go deep here. Like he threw an inning. On Monday, like, you know, you don't expect Pomerantz to pitch deep in this game. So, really don't have a clue what's going to happen here with the Brewers. I've been looking at it and trying to find it for 30 minutes before we started the podcast, and I couldn't find anything. Well, to, even if Pomerantz was stretched out, he doesn't pitch deep at the games because he gets up to 110 pitch count by the third and the half inning, typically. I am, though. I yeah, I know. When he's 5,000, you have to. I mean, you have to at that point. So, but, yeah, I, I'm avoiding the Brewers situation altogether because it's going to be one of those long reliever, who knows. I mean, if you find out beforehand, maybe you take a shot. But uh, we don't know, and I don't think they know even. And Trevor Williams at 7,600 against uh, the lefties, and the Yelichs will be back in the lineup, I assume. So I really don't have that much interest in paying 7,600 for Williams. Yep, that's passed for me as well. Um like, I read something that could be Junior Guerra, but he's only been throwing, like, an inning. Like, I, I have no interest in the pitchers in this game. As far as the bats go, you know, when we're looking at the Brewers, you know, Yelich, obviously, 5.7. But, again, like, Moustakas at, at 4.3. He just continues to be too cheap for his upside. Like, I'll play him every day that he's not over 4,500 against a right-handed pitcher that struggles against lefties. Yeah, and if Tred Grissom – Leads off at 3,200 on DraftKings. He will, he will be the chalkiest player on this entire slate. It just unlocks everything. Because, I mean, uh, Grandal is too cheap at 3,900 if you're going to pay a little bit up at catcher. So, yeah, I think on this five-game slate, the Brewers are going to be chalky against a righty who typically manages contact decently enough. So, it's like I'm, I'm, not, always, I'm not opposed to Trevor Williams, but I think that outside of, like, Grissom, like, maybe some of these guys get a little too over-owned for a five-game slate. It also depends on what people want to do with uh, the next game because there's a stack to pay up for. and uh, uh, They're going to be popular. And they're going to be popular. So uh, that's why looking on this type of slate, like, I could see, I could see the, the Padres being popular because they could – like, a three-man Padres could get you a five-man Red Sox stack and, like, figure out how, how you're going to – work that in, but you're going to probably have to find a cheap. That's why, like, you're going to have to play one of these cheap starting pitchers to some extent in order to play, like, five Red Sox bats. So maybe it is in this game. Maybe you play, like, a Grissom and and even, like, maybe a Thames at first base at 4,000. 4, and you could even get away with, like, on the Pittsburgh side, playing Adam Frazier against uh, the, the six-headed monster that's going to be coming out for the, Bre uh, the Brewers. <laughs> 
Yeah, as far as the Pittsburgh bats goes, it, it's a coin flip and, until we find out what's going on. Um, you, know, you mentioned the cheap bats here. If that Baltimore Yankees game gets you know kind of rained out or we, we have a lot of weather issues there, because of four-game slate, Pittsburgh is going to probably be one of the lowest owned because people don't like to attack Milwaukee's bullpen. Um, so I don't mind taking shots on some of these guys. Um, you know, Moran's 3.7K. He has some power. You know, just looking at some of these guys under 4K in, in good lineup spots because they are at home. This is not the greatest ballpark in the world. It's just overall not the best spot in the, in the world for Pittsburgh because we really don't have a clue what's going to happen. Right, and then, I mean, I'm not playing Jose Azuna at 4,900 against anyone. So it doesn't even matter, right. Marte at 5,400 on the slate. Like, it's, Brian Reynolds is 4,900. I mean, like, who you play? You're playing a one-off because they're cheap. Like, that's pretty much it. Kansas City facing the Boston Red Sox. We got Glenn Sparkman against Eduardo Rodriguez. Ten and a half total. Eduardo Rodriguez is a minus 280 favorite. Um, probably not high enough. Um no interest in Glenn Sparkman for me. If he goes out and throws a gem, I will not hate it uh, because I, it's really hard to pay these prices for the Red Sox with two good pitchers on the slate. Um, it's just no, no interest in Sparkman. He stinks, and he's facing one of the best offenses in baseball. And the, one of the biggest park upgrades, like the park downgrade for him. But, I mean, going from KC to playing in Fenway Park uh, with no strikeout rate, I mean, uh, hello, like you're in trouble. You're in trouble here, and the wind's blowing out at 11 miles an hour towards the green monster. What? What? What are we nuts here? Like, like I don't even want to play. Right, I don't even play Ed Rod or Rodriguez because the Royals' prices are cheap enough that I want to attack him also in this environment. Yeah, I do like the Luke KC Gallon build. Um, Gallon build. Gallon um, build. Uh, we'll talk about him in the next game, but I, I'm not ruling out Eduardo. Um, he's very good against righties. They're going to throw a lot of righties at him here that are. A lot of these guys are young. You know, he's going to have the advantage in this game. He doesn't give up hardly any hard contact. I don't hate him here. Um, 10K is a lot when you're when you're wanting to play some Red Sox, when you're wanting to play some of these other bats. Um, you know, can he go over 30? Yes, he's done it once this, um, once this season, I think maybe twice. But he does have some upside here. He put up 23 against this team the first time he faced him. You know, I, I just – when we're looking at this 9K range, it's just if, if Eduardo is going to get a lot of ownership here because he's a massive favorite, I, I like some of these guys to pivot off of him and, you know, play Blender's, um, you know, ownership game here. Yeah. That's, and that's why that's I like – well, that's why, like, on the Royals side, like Merrifield's 4,400, Dozier's 4,300, Solaire's 4,200. Everyone else is under 4K. You can always just vomit at shortstop and take Artiega or – Lopez at second base just so he could fit in stuff uh, and you, you rely on correlation there. But, I mean, the Royals, again, are a big park upgrade for them. And the prices are, I mean, for this five-game slate, pretty cheap. I mean, Eduardo could go out and, and, and pitch a gem, but he could also pitch a gem and give up two home runs in the process. So, like, you could stack the Royals for leverage. You could take one-offs. But, I mean, the, the, the main bats you're going to be looking at in this game is on the other side because, truthfully, I think uh, all of the Red Sox are in play. Literally all of them. Yeah, they're all in play. They're all really expensive. Mitch Moreland's probably my favorite play from the Red Sox, 4.1K. Um, I don't even hate, like, a Brock Holt who's really cheap and he's second base. So, like, if you play, like, a Holt and a Moreland, 
than like a Devers and then maybe use only two outfield spots to make your stack a little bit different. Um, I know you like when you're only using two outfield spots instead of all three. So I think there's a few different ways that you can maybe save some money to make the Boston stack work, but it's going to be a tough stack to make work today if you're paying, you know, eight, eight, eight to nine K for both pitchers. So they're the best stack. Sparkman stinks. You know, you already talked about the wind blowing out. Look at the numbers. Like th- there's no reason the Red Sox aren't the top stack outside of ownership. Right. 6.8 implied run total currently. And also be, be, be aware that on smaller slates, I don't mind using all three outfield spots in a stack because like on a 15 game slate, there's so many more outfielders. There's 30 teams worth of outfielders on a five game slate. There's only 10 teams worth of outfielders. If that Orioles Yankees game gets postponed, now we only have eight teams worth of outfielders. So there's less like less outfielders that one outfield, you know, you get the random, uh, you get the random um, um, Manuel Margot double Don game that you don't have in your lineup. Like, but that's the reason for it. So it allowed you a more opportunity to get that one off in an outfield spot because you could play three of them. So on a smaller slate, when, when Boston has such a higher implied run total than anyone else, like I'm not, I'm more inclined instead of playing bets, Martinez bet attendee, you replace one of them and you play a ninth inning Jackie Bradley because out of all these bet because he's outfield eligible and the other three are also outfield eligible, it's going to end up being where like the owners like Mookie Betts is going to be thirty percent and JD is going to be thirty percent and Ben Attendee is going to be twenty percent and Bradley is going to be eight percent. And then yes, he has the lower expectation, but like if the if the Red Sox stack goes off. Why don't you wrap it around? You go Holt, Moreland, Vasquez, Bradley, Betts. And that's something like no one's going to do on a five-game slate. Or you try to get Devers in. And then you so you go like Holt, Vasquez, Bradley, Betts, Devers. Like you do something. Do something. It, the Red Sox are going to be chalk on this, this slate to some extent, whether it be five-mans, three-mans, one-offs, whatever. So, like, if you want to get different with them, I think that's very a, a very – no matter what it is, no matter which way you do it, play a three-man, it's just all three outfielders. That's perfectly fine with me also. Just you're going to have to get a little bit weird, even if you want to play the chalk on a five-game slate in large field GPPs. Fair enough. Let's move on to the last one here. We got Philly at Arizona, nine and a half total. Vargas against Gollin. Gollin, a 142 favorite. Um, Jason Vargas, any interest in Vargas? I have to have some interest. He has voodoo magic, right? He's getting a park downgrade, right? A park upgrade, downgrade. I mean, uh, it's coming from Philadelphia. I mean, he, this is well. He came from City Field, so like, so it's. I don't know how much of a like, it's neutral, I guess. But I mean, eight thousand. I mean, he's at least. It's kind of like. Uh, see, that's why I'm talking about John Means. Like, if that game's in play, like Vargas is AK, but like I could save thirteen hundred and get like the same pitcher in John Means who is also a voodoo magic pitcher uh, against the Yankees. Uh, I mean, it's a five-game slate. Vargas has to be in play because I'm more inclined to play Vargas than these Diamondback bats. Yeah, um, I don't hate Arizona here, but uh, Vargas is a guy I hate stacking against. It's just for some reason he never gets blown up. But Zach Gollin on the other side of this game, I'm pretty sure. Is this his first start with this team? Um, I'm almost positive it's his first start, but what – I'm not even going to get in. We, we're, we're, we're running behind a little bit. I'm not even going to get into the Mar- Marlins organization, but 
great pickup by Arizona. Um, you know, we already kind of know what his talent level is. We know what his upside is. We get Philly here. Definitely getting a ballpark downgrade going from Philadelphia to Arizona with the roof closed. And Zach Gollin, um, you know, he, he's certainly up there on my, on my list today. Yeah, I think he's the, the top pitcher outside of Paxton. I think Paxton, first talent, is, is the top pitcher. That's why I want that game to play so all the ownership doesn't go to Zach Allen because I'd rather play in a five-game slate a 22 25% Zach Allen than a 50% Zach Allen. Um, Philly bats, anything here? I mean, I guess you could play Harper, but I mean, I, Harper, I mean, Dickerson is expensive at 4,800, but like this lineup has K's in it. So like, that's the reason I'm playing gallons because I'm not playing the Philly bats. Yeah. I don't really love anything here. Real Muto's 4.4. Harper's 4.3. Hoskins is 4.3. Uh, One offs, maybe any of those guys, but I'd rather play Grendahl and, you know, I don't hate Harper or Hoskins, but Mitch Moreland and, you know, some of those other guys, Renfro in that price range. Um, the Arizona side of things here, like I don't like stack against Vargas, but I don't mind Nick Ahmed. I think he has upside at shortstop. Marte, he's really expensive. He'll be low owned. Uh, Escobar is really expensive. Uh, he'll be lower owned. And I was trying to see, but Castro, he's in the player pool, 4K. I wish he was a little bit cheaper because he'd make a little bit more sense if he was like 3,500 um, here. You're missing the best bat in the game. Wilmer Flores. You're missing him. He's probably going to be in. Wilmer Flores, 3,300 at second base. What is Big T going to do? He got his boy Vargas against his boy Flores here. What, like Big T's going to like he's going to have to take this slate off. He does. He's not going to know what to do. No, he just has to play multi. He has to play two lineups. He has to uh, the hedge life. Yeah, I gotta live the hedge life, Stevie. Right? You play yeah, you, you play Vargas that. and you play Flores. Or no, what ends up happening is that this is the slate where you play both in the same lineup, and then Vargas, uh, then Flores hits the two home runs off the righty reliever. <laughs> oh, if that happens. Um... <laughs> I will. Anyway. Um, all right. Moving on. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six strikeouts on the main slate. The oh, five, the five-game slate. Oh, five my God. Slate. Yeah. Oh, uh, under, under 8K? Under 8K to get – yeah, under 8K to get six or more Ks. Actually, you know what? I'm changing the game today. Uh, like, that's impossible. Give me a pitcher on the slate that's going to get six or more Ks. Oh, if I'm it plays in the game. Okay, if, if, it, if, it, if it plays Paxton. Yeah. We're not going to give out bad information today. We're just changing the game. I'm going to take Gollin. Um, we can't even really play the bus game today. Like, well, you can still play the bus game with just any pitcher that doesn't – that. Uh, yeah, you really no, can't let, play Let's it. say over 7,500 to take all the starting pitchers to, to score under 15. Who do you get? I'm gonna go, I'll go with Lucchese. All right. I'm going to take Vargas. Uh, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run. Over 4K on the main – on the main – oh, uh, it's Kikuchi's pitching. Oh, there's so many to choose from. I'll take Hunter Renfro. That's who I was going to take too. Um, you know what? Give me Mitch Moreland home run today. 
Um, I don't want to take like a under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? I'm gonna go. It's gonna be. It's gonna be these Padres because Kikuchi's gonna get killed. Or it could, no, it, well, because there's no one on only because there's no one on the Red Sox under 4K. So uh, I'm gonna. It's, it's Rock Holt. <laughs> no, what are you kidding me? Uh, whoever's batting second for the Padres, so that's either Margot or Myers. Conditional. Uh, yeah, no problem. Um, give me Nick Ahmed. Late, he's giving me my late hammer pick today. Um, all right, finish it out with a stack that's going to score six or more runs and, and, and don't take the Red Sox. Let's, let's make it a little fun. Well, I, I, I got to get all my money back with the Padres, so yeah, I'll take them. All right, I want to take the Padres too. Hey, why not? Let, let's um, let, let's make it interesting. Let's let, let's take the Milwaukee Brewers. Why not? Um, all right, Jordan. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, not really. Good luck to to me. <laughs> we're we're going to be competing. I mean, that uh, I didn't even realize the Vargas, the Vargas Flores, and everything like that. That's the last game on the slate. If you find out that the universe has ended, like this is the reason why. They're like the big boom happened or whatever. It's because Vargas faced Flores and Big T just like imploded and caused the universe to collapse. Uh, and, and Big Brother's on. Oh, man, he, he, what, is, what is Big T going to do? Um, but that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.